This episode requires us to share some important information. Earning statement. Senior directors and above earn annual income achieved by fewer than 1% of Color Street independent stylists. Their earnings are extraordinary and not typical. As with most opportunities, you can find exceptional individuals performing well above average, while others perform below average and perhaps make no money at all. The earnings of an independent stylist are based solely on the successful sale of products to consumers in accordance with Color Street Compensation Plan. Independent stylists will incur expenses in operating their Color Street business, such as the initial business kit purchase, e-suite subscription, product purchases, and annual renewal fee, if any. With Color Street, you have an opportunity to earn income, but it takes hard work to make substantial income in this business. An independent stylist's success depends largely on their personal commitment, hard work, business skills, and market condition. An independent stylist's income is not representative of results, and Color Street does not guarantee any income or rank success. For the average annual income for the Color Street Independent Stylist, please see the full Color Street Income Disclosure Statement at www.colorstreet.com. Backslash income disclosure. Welcome to the Catapulting Commissions podcast. This is the place where we discuss how to maximize performance and improve retention with today's modern sales force. Every conversation on the show has one goal in mind, and that is to catapult your commission. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia, international best-selling author, motivational speaker, and a lifelong sales enthusiast. Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulting Commissions family. What's up, team? Welcome to this episode of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. We are so excited today for a million reasons. One, we just passed our 100th episode. Thank you for that. In 2020, the Catapulting Commission message was heard by over 100,000 people. The goal is to have a half a million in 2021. So we are incredibly humbled and honored that you're joining us. Now, if you're looking at the show and you're saying, hey, that's a little bit different, it is. I have my first in-studio guest. I just started working in my local community with some amazing entrepreneurs. I'm recording this right now at Powerhouse Podcasting in downtown Bakersfield, a amazing podcasting studio designed to get entrepreneurs their voice. So if you want help, work with those guys. The video shot by Dame. You can see the clarity on this. He does incredible work on video productions, and you'll see Shot by Dame and Powerhouse Podcasting partnering up more with the Catapulting Commission's team. So thank you, guys. Now, let me tell you about my guest. Now, I have an amazing guest today, and I got to be honest with you, I'm going to look at my notes because I always cheat when I'm on Zoom or I'm on Riverside, so you don't see me looking at stuff on screen. So this time, it's going to be a little bit different. So I I definitely want to do our our guests some justice today. So Ashley South is with us. She's a national executive director with a company called Color Street, and she's the CEO of Ashley's Nail Addiction. Before joining Color Street, Ashley supervised the crime prevention unit at a local law enforcement agency, has her degree in criminal justice with no experience or background in sales. This is going to be fun. She's a wife, a mom of four humans, a mom of three Australian shepherds. We love dog moms on the show. Ashley very quickly found her stride with selling and leadership with her company, reaching executive in five months and a national level in nine months. She was recognized company-wide her first full year as the top in enrolling and a top in promoting leaders. In under two years, Ashley has built her team to over 1,600 stylists, 
promoted over 40 people to leadership position, and has been the main stage speaker for her company's leadership summit. And she is a speaker at this year's national conference in Orlando. In one year, she enrolled 109 stylists personally, sold almost $60,000 in personal volume. Wait till you see what she's selling $60,000 worth. Her team is now 1,600 strong and at the $9 million group level. She's gritty, blunt, a little unorthodox, enjoys finding success being authentically herself, tattoos, purple hair, and all. Her true passion and calling is mentoring and developing leaders. Ashley, welcome to the Catapulting Commissions podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited to have you here. Now, Ashley, we, we, I have to say, I've been recording episodes, like I said, over 100 episodes. I've interviewed, interviewed plenty of guests, interviewed New York Times bestsellers, interviewed performer professional athletes, interviewed people who've been on CBS the day before they were on my show. I have never had a read an income disclosure like we started at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I mean, holy oh, shit, you're, that's good. a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of words. It's tons of words. And, and, and by the time that everyone hears it, you'll hear all the fun post-production. So we, we wanted to read that. And I wanted to ensure that Ashley doesn't get in trouble because what I'm about to share right now, Catapulting Commission's family, help me out. People get into direct sales and they want to climb and they see people and they, they, they want to experience a level of success. But just to give some, some precedence to who you are here, you're not just an average salesperson within your company. You're, you're like a top tier performer. Be honest, you can, hump, you can kind of brag. Yeah, I would say I'm, I'm the top level of, of the company, yeah. I, I love modesty. I'm a brag for you. On that income disclosure, I have the income disclosures for Color Street right now. At the national, national executive level, you're not the top 10%. You're not the top 5%. Hell, Ashley, you're not even the top 1%. You are the top one-tenth. Not even, you're in the top half of a tenth, whatever that is, 0.5, a fifth of 1%. You are, math clearly wasn't my strong point. No, me neither. <laughs> you are the elite of the elite. So one, congratulations. Thank you. Now, let me hear your story, Ashley. You have no background in sales. No background in business, yeah. background in law enforcement, mm -hmm. which is com completely separate from the sales world. How'd you get started? Well, and I won't say the law enforcement is completely different okay. from sales. We'll get into that a little bit later. Love but to hear um, it. yeah, I uh, was on a friend's online party and I didn't even really know her that well. She was just like a random and she had an online party. And I was like, well, heck, you know, they're so affordable. They're like in the $10 price range, they're 11 bucks. It's buy three, get one free. If you know anything about women in sales, women love a deal. You will get us with a BOGO sale or any kind of, you know, FOMO. And so I was like, screw it. Like I got my nails done every two weeks. I was in, you know, the public eye. I was in public relations. So I had to have my nails and toes done. And I was spending a fortune getting it done, paying for tips, you know, finding someone to watch my kids. So I ordered the product, not even expecting to like it, loved it, used it for a couple of months. And then I really hemmed and hawed. I was like, ooh, I don't like direct sales. Oh, I can't even sell my kids fundraisers. I can't sell anything. I hate sales. Sales is not my jam. I don't sell. I've never, I've never want to sell. But the the barrier to entry was so low. It was like 129 bucks, like so low to do it. And there was really no risk. I wasn't locked into anything. There was no contracts. And I thought about it. And, you know, my husband was like, Ash, if you can sell all of our used crap in our garage on OfferUp, you can sell $10 nails. Sign up. You spend more than that at Target buying candles three times a week buy the kit, do it. Like, what's your risk? And I was like, you know, it was just a fear of failure. And so I did it and um, was just going to have fun with it. And then I think in my first month alone, um, my network grew so fast. And I was like, I paid off my first medical bill. And then I think I paid for Christmas. 
And then I started paying off a credit card and then I paid off, you know, my student loans. And then I was like, oh my God, this is changing my life. And that's when I really just went full boat. So wait a minute, let, let me peel this back. These nails here, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm holding them up for the camera. These nails have changed your life. Oh my God, yes. Easy peel and apply. Now, I'm not going to put nails on air, although I think it would be totally I fun. I will totally put some on you. You'll put nails I on will, me? yeah. We're going to have to do that mid-show. Okay. If you remind me in about okay. 20 or 30 minutes, I'll, I'll put nails on. Can I take them off it's easily? It's so fast. It'll take like two seconds. Now. That'll be great. Well, I have no problem with that. I'm, I'm comfortable with my masculinity, <laughs> so I'm not worried about that. But, so these nails have changed your life. Someone presented you with the opportunity. You joined an online party. Mm-hmm. And you said, okay, this opportunity is for me. When you made that transition, were you looking for something? Were you looking for additional income? I mean, do you, do you have a... a great background. You had a great career. You have an education. You have all the things, quote unquote, that society says makes us successful. But yet you accepted this invitation to learn more about this. What was that reason first? I think, I mean, really my, my the reason I joined is I just wanted the free nails. I had no interest in the business and, and I really didn't think it was going to go anywhere. I didn't think I had it in me and I did not see myself as a sales professional at all. I just was going to get the free nails and save money. I saw it as a cost savings okay. um, to go into the nail salon. It was saving me time. It was saving me money. And so, no, I didn't see that. It wasn't until I saw that income from my hard work that I was like, oh, this is something big. This is for the amount of time and effort I'm putting into this. It is way beyond what I can make at a government level. So what was that turning point then for you? Because if you if you went from that, hey, I want to get my product free. I want to save money, right? Which which I know tons of people in direct sales and a lot of people who've been successful, they have that similar path. Like, oh, I just, I wanted my products free. And then there's a light. Something changes, mm-hmm. something switches. What was that moment for you when you said, okay, this can no longer be a hobby. This is going to replace my quote unquote day job and change the financial future. Well, there was two turning points. The first one was very quickly, like in my first week or two, when I got my first commission check within that first week or two, I was like, oh, damn. Oh, mama can get some shoes. I was like, this is nice. You know, like I I paid my bills, but I was a county employee. Like I was never going to get rich. And I had a ton of student loan debt. Like I just, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't wealthy. I was a single mom for 14 years, um, raised my kids by myself, had accrued a lot of debt during that time. And so um, I was like, wow, like maybe I can, maybe I can get some extra stuff for Christmas. It was just very simple. I was like, okay, I'm going to put some work in. So that was where I was just like, hey, I'm not just here for the discount. Let's, let's hustle. Let's see what we can do. And that was very quickly, like in the first couple of weeks, first month. And then I would say about six months, seven months in is when I was wake- making three, two, three times what I was making at the county. And I was like, wait, wait, how many months in? Oh, six, okay. probably six months in, I was making significantly more than what I was at my career, <laughs> you know, where I have a pension and retirement. And I did the math. I'm like, I run this little business from my phone two hours a day. And I was like, how much do you make per hour here? Versus I'm, I'm stuck here in my office cubicle. Um, I can't make any extra money. And I'm stuck here for eight, nine. And I was working sometimes 14 hours a day in order to make ends meet. Sometimes I'd have to work overtime, weekends, nights, be away from all my kids. And so I just did the comparison and I had to be making enough with this company to build a nest egg and pay off all my debt before I left my career. And that's what I did. I, I love hearing that story. And as you're sharing that, uh, a few episodes ago, I had John Lee Dumas, who runs Entrepreneurs on Fire, one of the big po- biggest podcasting communities in the world on my show, talking about his book. And he, he describes success in the same way Tony Robbins has described success. And that's being able to do, to do whatever you want wherever you want, with whoever you want. And you've created that lifestyle. So congratulations, because that's not that's not easy. But let's peel layers back. There's people listening to this show right now that are saying, bullshit, Anthony. 
she she has the hookup. She has friends. She's in the right network. She knows the right people. So let's 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 peel it back. What special qualifications do you have that allowed you to be successful in this industry? Like what made you, you know, what yeah, I guess what's what's the secret sauce that you have that mm-hmm. others don't? Secret sauce. Well, the the quick answer is I don't have anything special. Um, yeah, there's there and I and when people are like, oh, she must have it easy, or oh, you know, she had a leg up. I worked in an environment that was male dominated. Um, all the people I supervised, the people I worked with, I was working with all cops. It was majority, there were some women, but they weren't necessarily my demographic. Um, so I worked with all men. I'm an introvert, I'm super antisocial. Um, I go home and I sit with my husband and we watch Netflix. I don't have a large social circle. I don't do girly things. I don't want to go to bridal showers or baby showers because being with a group of women gives me anxiety. So I didn't have it easy. Um, but no, I don't have any special skills. I don't have a, I was never um, a great seller. I couldn't sell my kids fundraisers. I just, um, I just showed up every day. I'm just very consistent in everything that I do. And I have a willingness to mess up. Like most people are so afraid to try things that they're like, oh, I'm going to look stupid. Oh, I'm, I, I would love to try that, but I'm going to fail. People are going to laugh at me. People are going to think I'm stupid. And I don't give a shit. And I will fail more times than most people try. And that I really, and the thing is, is that anyone can do this. If you are willing to try and put in work, and it does take hard work. I didn't just wake up one morning and make all this money. Like I was consistent and showed up when I didn't want to and showed up when I was tired and I showed up when I was hungover. Um, but I was just consistent and just willing to mess up a lot. That's it. I mean, that vulnerability alone, it separates you from half the people. And to hear you say you don't have any special skills, but then you go list hard work, perseverance, doing things that are uncomfortable in the beginning. I mean, those are skills. But the be- the beautiful thing about those skills, and this is the Catapult to Commissions podcast, we talk to sales professionals all around the world. It's something that anyone can do. Yep. You literally have to get out your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So you said something, you're an introvert, and I'm, I want to peel some layers back on that. But I also have followed you on social media. You're really active on social media. You have a decent following now. You're You're getting things going. Was it like that when you started? I've always been really good with social media because okay. it's my outlet. Because I'm an introvert, I don't want to be in person with people. But my job um, in law enforcement was with public relations, which is odd for an introvert. But I was really good at it. You know, I, I, could, I could turn it on when I had to. So I had the experience with social media. I saw the value in what we would call like social selling. Um, and I just, I just used that to my advantage. Um, what you don't realize is that People are selling every single day. I was selling before I became a salesperson. Um, if I tried a pair of shoes, I, w- I would tell my mom. I would tell my sister-in-law. Like if I liked as shampoo, I was I was selling for free. I wasn't making money, but I was selling. And so it's really easy to take a product that you love and you're using, and just I would say go for it. Like people are going to sell it for you if they love it. You're already probably selling the product. It was it was very easy for me to transition on social media just to show fun stuff. I mean. That transition of social media, that is great. And it is an outlet for people. There, There is somebody right now that is watching, though, and is saying, I hate social media. It's fake on social media. Everybody can do anything. I mean, you can just scroll, so, scroll, scroll the hashtag success on social media, and you'll be like, okay, there's 95% of you who are full of crap. Mm-hmm. Right? So how do you, what do you have to say to that person? It's like, okay, great, Ashley. I'm not good on social media, though. Well, the thing is that you don't have to be good on social media. And I, I tell my whole team, um, stop trying to be perfect. Like perfectionism is holding you back. We talked about all those failures that I had to hit in order to achieve what I consider success. But um, 
stop, just be relatable. Be a normal human. And I'm on there showing awkward stuff. I'm showing mom fails. I'm showing when I spill coffee on my white pants. I'm showing when I'm, I have Doritos all over my face. I am not fancy. I'm the most relatable person. I just show my everyday life because that's what people crave. Like they're so filled with fake that they just want a real person. I love hearing you say that. Um, I, I had Erin Hadzikosta. She's a former CEO, m- really incredibly large company. And she just launched a company called Be Authentic Inc., wrote a book called You Do Us. Her whole mission of her company is to be authentic. I highly encourage Catapult to Commission's family, follow Erin because she's always authentic. Ashley is always authentic. And I've, and I've been following you here for a couple of weeks now. And that authenticity is what makes it attractive. You're like, okay, I, I, I can be that. I'm relatable to that person. But you've also, you know, for someone who's saying they're an introvert, socially awkward, you're easy to have a conversation with. You're really comfortable. You said you can turn it on. So you're, 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 you have that skill set of, uh, how do I say it? You know, being able to be successful or, or the selling skills, right? And I say that I just ran a course last night for a young entrepreneurs course. And they kept saying, you know, I'm not comfortable in sales. How do I get comfortable in sales? And all these things about being an introvert is not being there. How does an introvert or someone who says, yeah, I relate to that, that socially uncomfortableness with you, Ashley, how, do that, how does that person find success in a, in a career in sales? Well, I think life experience gives you a lot of the tools for success. I, you know, was a single mom and put myself through college bartending and I had to pay the bills. So that's selling right there. Like you're, you have to make friends, you have to be personable, you have to turn it on and be smiley and humble yourself. And, you know, and then um, social media, like really, we have this amazing tool. It's a blessing and a curse at times. But I don't have to be going to home parties like people in sales used to have to go in homes and entertain people. And like, wow, that would that would give me so much anxiety. Some people still do that. But I just am relatable. And I let people see like, hey, I can do this too. If she can show like Doritos on her face and she can show that she doesn't know how to cook, she burned dinner. If she can sell, I can sell. And really, I just use social media as a tool um, to build my warm market. And so it starts with a few people that like your product. And if they love it, then they go and share it with their church their church group. And then they share it with their aunt in New Hampshire. And then she shares it with her old college roommate in Michigan. So back in the day, you would only make a circle like this in your hometown because you'd be going to home parties. But with social media, mine just blew up with the encouragement of people sharing and them loving a product. And it just spiderwebbed all over the place now. I mean, it's that's direct sales 101. Let's, let's talk about that because mm-hmm. you, you're giving that value to your warm market, right? I, I mean, I look at sales in any capacity, if a salesperson isn't going to talk about their product or service, they're not really comfortable or confident in what they're doing. Correct. And that shouldn't change with the product or the industry you're in. My, my frustration I have, though, is, is, and this is probably more at the Direct Sales Association. Let's, let's peel some layers on that association. Before I say this, because someone always hammers me, I have to be clear. I started in direct sales. Mm-hmm. I sold Cutco Cutlery I kitchen knives. I pounded pavement. I knocked on doors. I made unsolicited phone calls at 6.45 in the morning to people who had no idea who I was. I asked for people to empty their phone books so I could make more true cold calls. I mean, this was before the do not call list even existed. Like I was out there. So I'm, as I say that, I don't want to be like, you don't understand the direct sales. However, we're here now. It's 2021. Direct sales, some people are saying is dead. Direct sales, you can't be profitable. Direct sales doesn't work. There's a stigma associated with being in direct sales right now. However, you quit your full-time career 
to be in direct sales. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this on the air, Ashley. Am I paying you to be here right now? No, no, not. no. There's there's zero financial incentive for this conversation to take place. We are 100. percent You know, you are providing value to my audience, and and I appreciate that. But let's be honest here. Can direct sales be a lifetime opportunity for everybody? If they if they have the skill set and they want to work hard, yes. I don't think that sales are for everybody, but I think if everybody wants it and wants to learn it, they absolutely can. Yes, I do. So then why is there a stigma mm-hmm. around direct sales? And I won't I won't list the name <laughs> oh, of all the companies because <laughs> some of them have been guests on my show, some are future guests on my show. Hell, I was even on a direct sales podcast myself, but there's a stigma associated yeah, with it. Yeah, there is. No, why? there's definitely a stigma. I have the stigma. That's what that was what prevented me for all these years because I was like, oh, people are gonna look at me like, oh, she's one of those girls. Like, you know, like <laughs> yes. I didn't want to be one of those girls. I just really like the product. And I actually now am am definitely a believer in direct sales, not just because like it's amazing and it's changed my life, but I see the way that the system works. Like it, it, as, it actually forces you to have relationships with your clientele versus somebody walking into Target. They're not having you show them how to use it. They're not building, they don't come to love you and know your family, know your name. So direct sales for me has been a way for me to connect and love on people. Um, but I think that it gets a bad rap because people... People aren't being authentic. They're creeping up in your inbox and doing the, hey, girl, like, you know, like the high school girls oh, that you yes. didn't like. And they're like, what up? Let me tell you about my business. No, like they're, I don't even have to use my cold market. Um, I, I just build my warm market with referrals and people sharing on social media. But I think people get that really creepy heebie-jeebie vibe when like strangers are hitting them up and stuff like that. Like no one wants to, people to come to their door, you know, when they're trying to eat dinner. No one, I'm sure people do sell with cold calls and things like that. But a lot of people... They get a distaste from that, I think. Yeah, I, I think of direct sales as what you said, like the hey girl. I've I've had that numerous times where it's just this unsolicited, my my friend from the fourth grade. Hey buddy, yes. how's it going? <laughs> you know, uh, you know yeah, it's I coming. Know right away, I'm like, wow, it's going really well. <laughs> Clearly, I'm on the top of your radar, right? And and now now that I've now that I've built catapulting commissions and and I have a reputation in sales, I don't get as many of of those mm. folks reaching out to me, the ones that do are a little bit more creative, a little bit more tactful because they hear me bash. Don't just come with that that Mm-mm. BS line. No. So you, how do you get your leads then? I mean, I, let, you know, I, I have an idea, but I want to be clear here okay. because there's someone listening right now and is saying, okay, I that's the way I'm told to get leads, right? I'm, I'm, I'm doing some outbound. I'm reaching out to friends and family and then like, it's not working. So then I'm forced to sending these messages. I mean, I think of my wife. She had a friend recently who's, I mean, it must have been 40 phone calls in the span of two weeks to jump on a Zoom call. And I was like, holy crap, like, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's worse, like the 40 phone calls to get on a, a Zoom call or the fact you haven't spoken in four years, like, and now all of a sudden you're my friend. So how do you, like, what does that approach look like? You have a team, 1600 people, you teach this stuff, you're successful with it. So if, let's just say I start right now, right? And, and I and I don't know, I don't think I'd be the first Color Street male nail representative, no, you're not. right? But let's say I, today I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a nail representative for Color Street. What's my first step? Well, your first step would be, we'd get you set up on social media. I'd okay. get your page set up. I'd get you some training. I feel like training is very important. Before doing any of the other steps, you have to understand the company you're working for, how to approach people. So we'd get you set up with social media page and we'd get you some training. And then I'd get you partying right away. Um, the best way for me to build my Walmart, there's a few ways and I've actually trained on this. Um, but one of the biggest ways for us is just, you can use the internet again. You can do online parties or nail bars. I do girls nights in. I do pamper yourself, pamper fest. Like 
it's really fun. People can invite their friends. They can invite their grandma in a different state or people that can't leave the house because of COVID can come on in. And I'm exposed to their whole entire friend, friend circle that I never would have met without this little easy online party. It's just, it's crazy, stupid, easy. Um, I can ask them for referrals. I can be like, Hey, you know, would you like this? Would you, can I do this for you? Do you have any friends or family that would like it? Um, it's, it's just reaching out and making those connections with people and then simply asking them. And even if I ask someone and they're like, Oh, no, thanks. Like I'm not interested in the product. It's as simple as no, no worries. Like I appreciate that. Do you know anybody that would be interested that maybe like would love some really cute, affordable nails? And you'd be freaking shocked. And he'd be like, you know what? I think my sister would love those. And so it's just a really simple ask without creeping up in strangers inboxes um, to ask them if they if they want something. Now, there is a cold market that I utilize, which is this is my favorite thing ever. It sounds kind of creepy. Um, so I, I used to work in law enforcement and I would do trainings on like um, safety presentations. So I would train on like human trafficking, on like domestic violence, on, on like all the you know stuff. And so I would go and talk to teenage girls about internet safety, which I'm now using to my advantage. Um, but I would, we would talk about online predators and how they would groom people. And it's a very, it's a very similar process, but not in a creepy way and not for bad purposes. But you can add random people on Facebook. I add the recommended friends you may know all the time. Um, but I don't add them into my business. I don't try to sell to them at all. I just become friends. It's this crazy concept. I just become friends with them. Oh my goodness. I know, right? Like I Holy just, shit, that's I know, groundbreaking. right? I just build trust. You build trust. I just become friends with them. I don't hit them with a sales approach. I'm funny. I'm relatable. I'm posting my mom fails. I'm posting my frizzy hair. Um, I find things to connect with them on. Oh my God, I love plants. Oh my God, what kind of dog do you have? Oh my God, your baby's so cute. And we naturally connect. And, And honestly, most of the times they come to me and they're like, you sell those nail things, right? I think I'd like to try it. And I'm like, all right, let's get you started. And so it's a, it's a, it's an organic thing. Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode. I hope you're enjoying what you have heard thus far. Have you heard the good news? The international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions, has been named a 2021 Selling Power Magazine book recommendation. And I want to thank you, the Catapulting Commissions family. You can claim a free copy by texting hello to 661-228-8967. You can also find out more information at catapultingcommissions.com. Okay, let's get back to the show. I I love you're you're putting the reps in. And and if I if I'm to to change the words of what you just said right now, it's the equivalent. If I sign up for a gym membership tomorrow and went and did my first workout, I don't have the beach body after one workout. I might not even have the beach body after two months of working out. But I will see progress. Mm-hmm. And as long as I keep going, I'm going to get better. And that's exactly what you just explained right now is you're putting in the work to get better. You're putting in the reps to get better. What I love about you here is you have a personal brand. And some people want to, uh, not some people, more often than not, people want to monetize their social media profile because everyone says it's easy. Get this many followers, do this monetization. You can... You, you can make money on, online a million ways. Before 10 a.m., you can make $1,000 without even trying, just doing the right things on social media. The problem is, is everyone thinks it's so easy to do. They don't give enough value. Like if we just go to sales training 101, 90% of the sales training that I teach or when someone hires me to be their, their coach, 
or, or hires me to be their consultant for the company. First thing I say is, if your product is so amazing, if I don't buy your product, what is the valuable information I'm gaining by having a conversation with you? What is the valuable information I'm gaining by looking at your social media profile? You have tons of value. So you naturally create this aura of people who want to come and work with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I can't say it enough. The Everybody wants to get money right away without putting in the work. Oh God, yeah. And, and really like, I'm kind of a unicorn in my company. Like I, I rose up those ranks really, really fast. But I think that at the end of the day, whether it's a traditional mom and pop shop, whether you're just starting your own business, whether you're a six-figure earner, whether you're in direct sales, you've got to have realistic expectations. You've got just like, a, just like my career at the sheriff's office. I didn't get that promotion to be a supervisor in the first six months. That took me years and years and a degree and showing up and overtime every weekend. And so I think with any company, you have to be willing to long game it and give yourself the amount of time. Like, sure, maybe it's not for you if you've been in it five years and you can't hit, you know, a certain rank. Then I'd be like, maybe it's not for you. But so many people think that like, if I don't get rich rich quick or they have this like Amazon Prime instant delivery gratification (laughs) thing. And I'm like, you got to show up and you got to do the work. And you have to give yourself expectations that are realistic in any workforce, really. You know, you got to put, you got to put work in. Absolutely. The, the amount of work, right? We live in an instant gratification service. I mean, if, if Postmates or Uber Eats takes too long to deliver, we're mad at the, that yes, folks. Yes, we are. How? If the cell phone doesn't refresh fast enough, mm-hmm. we're like, what mm-hmm. the heck? These, these are things that are bugging us because we want this immediate gratification. Yeah. However, there really is no shortcut Mm-mm. to success. There's no fast pass in life to make money. There's no get yeah. rich quick scheme that makes money. You know, I have listened to a lot of mentors and a lot of coaches. I've been really, really fortunate. And, and one of the messages that has been shared to me by two different people who are incredibly successful is audience, audience expansion. Increase your audience. Provide more value. You're going to sacrifice by getting more people in your funnel. And if I can delay the little bit of money I want to make by just squeezing it out, by expanding my audience and getting people to know, like, and trust me through my social media posts, through my blogs, just through the day-to-day interaction, it, the monetization will happen. I mean, we, we, we shared it. There's that old Tony Robbins quote. People 100%, they will overestimate what they can accomplish in one year, but they're going to underestimate what they can accomplish in 10 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that to me, that's the epitome of, of what you're doing here. So let's, let's talk about this, right? You transition, government position, right? Mm-hmm. Stable income, mm-hmm. overtime, pension, yeah. benefits, all the works, right? I mean, this is what we were raised on as kids. Right. This is what you want to do. Stability. Yes. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent stability. You are in a commission only job. Mm-hmm. Catapulting commissions is the name of the yeah. show. What's the biggest reward from moving from stability to one of those direct salespeople? Oh God, biggest reward. Well, there's so many, but I would say list them all. We okay. have time. All right. The biggest reward I would say is freedom. Is true freedom. Hundred percent. And that's why I'm number one in enrolling is I, I can sell flexibility and freedom all day, every day. Like I'm selling nails, but in the business side of things, I'm selling flexibility and freedom, which I did not have. I was a mom of four. My husband commutes and works out of town. Um, I was stressed. I was working sometimes 12 hours a day. Was I paying the bills? Yeah, but like my quality of life really suffered. And someone posted something on social media one day where it was like, you're 100% replaceable at your job, but you are the most important person in your home. And if you have kids, you understand that. And I'm like, God, that really like put it in perspective for me. Like my kids are getting a worn out, tired, grumpy mom that's yelling at them, rushing, making, you know, 
frozen pizzas for dinner, picking them up from daycare, daycare, like raise my children. And I was like, why? Like for what? It just, I didn't see the value. Like, yes, I was paying the bills, but I was working into the ground and I was working for the weekends. And so with a company like this, I still had to put in the work. And there was a nine month period before I quit where I was doing both and I was grinding and it was, it was tiring, but I saw the long game of freedom. I can be home with my babies. I was a single mom. So I didn't have that with my son. I had so much mom guilt. And now my daughter's young enough to where I'm taking her to school. I get to be the real mom. I get to go to those assemblies. I get to, I haven't had an alarm on my phone to wake me up in a long time. Um, I can take a vacation whenever I want because I work my business from my phone. We can pick up and go tomorrow. We get an offer at our family's beach house for the weekend. We're gone. We go. We do what we want. I do what I want when I want. Um, The freedom that comes with something like this, I I could never have a boss again. I could never go back to a normal job. I mean, that's inspiring. Holy crap. Like catapulting commissions family. Did you just hear that? I mean, that is that is freedom. That's the definition of freedom. That's why we work hard. I look at it in the aspect, and, and I share this. I've I've had some incredibly successful commission checks, and and I'll never forget the the first time I earned a six figure commission check in one month. I was so excited. I mean, it was like holy crap! I got the direct deposit. I was like game changer. Mm-hmm. I missed so much in my daughter's life, in my kid's life, to make that work. Right. So you look at it and you're like, okay, there, there is that fine balance. And I do believe people who work in sales, they want that. They want that freedom. They want that success. But I don't know, help me understand here, is you just talked about this whole freedom lifestyle, right? This backpack lifestyle, laptop lifestyle, I believe is what it's called, right? Yep. So let's just say laptop lifestyle. You, the husband, the kids say, you know what? We're going to Cabo San Lucas this weekend. We're going to celebrate. Done deal. How do you find the time to say, I'm going to work. Like what, what, what system do you have in place that says, okay, this is where I'm going to get work done because there's the opposite side of that. And this is, and, and I, and I've shared this before with the catapulting commissions family. My very first business lasted three years failed. Cause I, I catapulted my commissions, but I also spent like, I mean, I, I had amazing stories, nothing to show for it. Right. But I spent tons of money, blew things, lost my business. How do you coach that person on your team who's like, okay, I got my first sustainable, nice income, and now I want to go celebrate. Like, I, I deserve this freedom. I deserve this vacation. I'm not going to do the work. Like, how do you, what's your schedule? Like, how do you remain disciplined in that capacity? Gosh, I think that discipline and, and well, I hate the word motivation because I just don't believe in motivation. I think discipline and Ooh, consistency. we're going to talk about that. Yeah, Hold on. motivation can suck it. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, discipline... And showing up every day, I think those are things that you have to be committed to. Like I was that way in any job I ever did my whole life. Like that was how my parents raised me. I don't care if I was work. I was I, I was working at Applebee's. We call it Crapplebee's, but whatever. Um, that's where I put myself through college, and I had to be the best. And then when I graduated college, I had to be the best. And then you know I would show up and do the job, no matter how horrible the job was. I would be the best at it. And so I think that it, people struggle there, especially if they're balancing a, a side biz, a side hustle, and a normal career for a minute there. But um, I, I, I have to have consistency. So I set regular work hours um, that I work my job just like a normal, it's this amazing concept, but I try to work mornings. Mornings work for me because, and then I can move them around as I see fit. If the kids want to do something, I can move my work to the next, I can push it off to the next day because it's my job. But I really try to have some kind of routine and consistency um, and boundaries. Boundaries are my second favorite B word. I, okay. I'll let you guess what my favorite B word is. Oh boy. <laughs> no, we won't say it. <laughs> 
but um <laughs> but, billions yeah there you go yeah, that's it um but boundaries are a, are a big deal because people if you have a big team and you're in leadership people sometimes want you to do the work for them or they're expecting all these things and so i really have these limits on what i will do and what i won't do for other people i've learned to say no i've learned to not be everything to everyone because again i wanted freedom with my family and I have certain times of the day that I'll give to that and certain times I won't. So consistency, setting up a schedule. I automate as many things as possible. I know we've had this talk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like when I got to that point where I could afford it, I got an assistant. I now have a social media person. I have a CPA. Um, I have a, I have payroll. I have employees now. And so I get to the point where I built this, this boat and how do we keep it afloat? I, I, so... One, totally relate to everything with you. I mean, I, I, I think that's amazing to hear that you have that discipline. But let's let's peel it back even in its pure simplest form. So you say, do is it two hours a day, three hours a day, four hours a day? I mean, do you say, okay, do you go to a certain room in your house? Do you have an office you sit in? Do you do you work from your pool? Like what do you, where where is this happening? There's someone listening right now saying, All right, Ashley, you're a badass in this company. Tell me what to do. Um, well, when I started this, I did not have a desktop computer at home. I would always use mine at the office. Um Oh, government, yeah. you're I, I don't think I'm a millennial, but I was like floating that line. Oh, you know what that's I mean? a good Use one. the office printer. <laughs> <laughs> There's still some Color Street logos running around Thank the office. Thank you, County, for all that ink. <laughs> um, but I would find time in my day. Like, I think that you can, there's little nuggets of time. I hear all the time people are like, oh, I wish I could do what you do, but I don't have the time. I'm like, bitch, I had four kids, a full-time job, all this stuff. I just said my first but it's true. Like I was incredibly busy. And if anyone had told me like, Oh, do you have a spare, do you have spare time in your day to run a business? I'd be like, no, I don't have a spare. I can't even wash my hair, but I think there's little nuggets of time in your day. So I would just choose to get up 30 minutes earlier. And I literally could just do it on my phone in bed, drinking my coffee. And that's what I did. That was my routine. 30 minutes earlier on my phone, scheduling out posts on social media in bed at work. Instead of going with the the crew to lunch, I spent that time on my one hour county lunch break, running to the post office, doing things, doing my errands, doing my business, checking my my stuff, doing connecting, reaching out, follow up. And then when I would get home, there was a period of time where the kids were in the bath. Okay, I have another 10 minutes here where I'm in Starbucks drive through being total basic B. I have five minutes here. So there like throughout my day, even on my crazy busiest days, I had time. And then most people don't realize like you're already on social media. Stop staring at this girl's perfect flat stomach and having it like ruin your life and take that hour and a half of your screen time because you can check your phone. You can see how much you're on social media. And why don't you make money instead? So I just replaced my social media endless scrolling with and I was we we're already doing. And instead, when I get on my phone, I just work my business instead. It's just the simple things that that it's one small shift that I'm gonna choose to do this work, and I'm going to choose yes. not to. Yes. We're, and we're all guilty of the scroll. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I sat there and scrolled, and I'm like, I just wasted 18 minutes of my life scrolling for nothing. Like, I, I got zero value out of this scroll, right? So, you know, there's that whole concept of how do I stop the scroll? How do I, how do I, how do I be the social media post that pops out? And we could talk about that another day. But what you're saying is you just truly have a dedicated discipline plan, like just point blank. I have a plan, but it's flexible. Okay. Because I didn't want to be working at eight to five. You know, that's what I yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. But yes, I try to be as consistent as I can. I try to wake up and do the same and, and get in a, a routine because it's easier for me. And when I coach people, um, they're always it's always on time management. I feel like so many people struggle with time management. 
with time blocking. So finding days of the week that work for them or hours of their day that work for them. Um, and, and truly everyone is different. But yes, I do try to have a system in place. And if I go on vacation for that week, again, everything's mobile. I can do it from my phone. I can go live from my phone. I can po- make a post from my phone. So I don't have to stop what I'm doing or stop making income if I go somewhere. Mm. That 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 mobile laptop lifestyle, there's something to be said for that. But what our Catapulta Commission's family, what I want you to hear there is Ashley is doing the work. Like there's no shortcuts. She's not relying on somebody else. Let me ask you this, Ashley. Is there days you don't want to show up? Oh yeah, all the time. Is there days you doubt yourself? All the time. Struggle with imposter syndrome. Uh, this morning. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about that imposter syndrome. So you're relatable. You're just like everyone else listening oh and watching this show right now that is like, ah, I don't, I don't want to do that. Uh, it's, it's not for me. Or I don't feel like showing up. You know, it's it's funny. My, my daughter, and I shared this on the air, she's competing in a black belt tournament. She qualified for the national tournament. We're going to San Antonio. So yesterday morning, she went and had her one-on-one workout session. And in the evening, on her own accord, she decided she wasn't going to go to practice. And and and, and my daughter splits custody between mom and, and my house. And so she doesn't show up to practice. Coach calls me later. He's like, hey, where's Isabella? I'm like, I don't know. Isabella, where are you at? She's like, Oh, my shoulder hurts. Your shoulder hurts. You just decided today you weren't going to go to practice. So this morning I picked her up for her one-on-one training and she was like, I didn't feel like showing up. I was like, oh, hold on, kid. We are going to rip into you right now. Now I can do that with my daughter. Right. Can't do that with my employees. I can't be like, ah, I mean, you can, but they're not, you know, sometimes it's not as receptive. No, no. It's a struggle. And, and, And there's a component of leadership that comes with sales that people don't always realize. Like, when you are successful as a salesperson, you naturally become a sales leader. The one thing that I love about direct sales, and I said earlier there's some stigma, but indirect sales, if you're a successful individual salesperson, you naturally become that sales leader. Mm-hmm. And if you can teach other people to be a sales leader, that's really where, I mean, it goes from great to yeah, amazing. That's where the money is. Yeah. Too. And so I, I love that. We'll definitely talk about leadership here. We have a few minutes on today's episode left. And I want to be honest, you know, Catapulting Commission's family, uh, this is a two-part episode. So if you're listening to this and you're enjoying the conversation, you're going to have to wait till next week. You're going to have to come back and catch us again. But Ashley and I, we're going to definitely do some work together. Before we end, I, I got to be honest with you, how do these nails, how fast do they go? Let me <laughs> really, hear. Really, really fast. All right, I'm here. Let's okay. see. Show me what you got. Okay. Let's, let's, let's make these nails work. Are you work. like a glitter or a dark? I mean, I'm, I mean. Or are you feeling um, patriotic? I'm feeling a little patriotic okay. right now. My wife right. is going to see me afterwards and be like, what in the world are you doing? This is so, so. But I'm, I'm definitely interested. So if you're, if you're not watching the video right now, Ashley is taking out the Color Street nails. Very excitedly. She's super so pumped excited. here and is going to put them on my hands. Pardon my un, very manly, non-manicured hands. Oh, that's all right. I, I definitely, man, yeah, I guess I should have got a manicure. But No, no. You're going to have, and if you're Good. listening to the audio here, you're going to have to jump in and, and check out so the video. Happy. You are. She, am, she, is, she is glowing Woo! right now to put these Color Street nails on me. It smells like real nail polish. It does smell like real nail yeah. polish. Quick so, question. How easy is this going to be to take off? You're just going to have to use regular nail polish remover. Your wife can help you. <laughs> I don't even know if I have that. <laughs> Should have told you that before it's all right. you we're, agreed. We're already here. <laughs> no, there's like, they're not, you don't have to scrape them off. They don't damage nothing. And, um, oh, that's going to be so pretty on you. So as she's doing this, guys, I want to share some things here about the Catapulting Commissions and Ashley uh, South. Ashley is from Bakersfield. She's 100% killing it in the Direct Sales Association. I don't, you know, I don't want to disclose all the fun stuff that she's doing, but, she is the elite 
in Color Street, which up until I was introduced, I didn't know what Color Street was. Now, why would I? Because I typically don't have nails put on my hands. But today we're we're doing this because, you know, if it's not for the gram and it's not for YouTube, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. So uh, this is going to be a really interesting conversation oh, when I get home with my I wife. I love it. But we will. Uh, yeah, it'll be fun. So as we talk about this here, Ashley, can you can you talk and do this at the same time? Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. So. When someone gets signed up and joins the Color Street program, like, you know, just real quick here, what, what do they get? So, like, if I come and say, oh, this is awesome, I mean, how much are these nails you're putting on me anyways? This set is $13. They range from 11 to $13. So, I'm getting a $13 set of nails put on me, and uh, it, this looks to be happening really fast. Oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy fast. I mean, holy crap. My kids would love this. Oh, yeah. That's, yep. Right there. You are a salesperson. Look at you. The, Look at you. Like, I mean, you know what you're doing. I mean, this. I, I've sold a few <laughs> things a time, a time or two in, in my days. And so this has been super fun. So you, you mentioned the imposter syndrome. Oh, God. Struggled with it this morning. Yeah. Help the audience. Why did you have imposter syndrome? You're the top one-tenth of one percent in your company. Yeah. If people don't know about imposter syndrome, it is real. And you may get in other parts of life, too. Um, but I especially, like, I came into this with no experience. And... Um, you know, I've, I've achieved a lot of things and I have these accolades, but at the end of the day, sometimes your brain wants to trick you and think like, you don't deserve this. You don't belong here. This was an accident. You, you know, you didn't do this all on your own. Um, people don't want to hear what you have to say. You don't have value. And I think that that's just your brain when you're in a, when you're in a position of discomfort, when you're like, when you're pushing yourself past your comfort zones, coming on this podcast today, I was like, ooh, like I've seen the people you've had on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, I'm a Bakersfield girl. <laughs> and like, I was eating Doritos in the car on my way here on empty. Like I'm a hot mess, you know? And I was like, I don't belong on that podcast. And it was my brain telling me that like I had nothing of value to offer. But I do, like I'm, I'm relatable. Mm -hmm. Anybody can do what I, what I can do. I'm not fancy or, you know, um, well-versed in business, but I think, I think that there's still value there. And I, I have to get pushed past that discomfort, I think, is, is in sales is what people really have to do. I mean, pushing past that comfort discomfort level, I mean, I got to be honest with you, you're, you're putting nails on me. So I, <laughs> I have gotten really comfortable getting uncomfortable. But if, if there is something to be said, Catapulting Commission's family, if what you're doing to be successful is only in your comfort zone, then the only success you're going to experience is what you have currently. And in order to get something different in your life, you have to be willing to do something different. Now, I don't recommend everybody goes and put nails on like I'm doing right now. I do. But Ashley <laughs> totally believes in it. And if you believe Color Street's an opportunity, then yeah, I definitely recommend that you, you reach out to Ashley and connect with her team. So... Boom. I mean, look at that. I'm showing my camera right now. Can we can we can we zoom in on these things? I mean, wow. look at this. That is that is very, very Fourth yes. of July-ish. That is very, I mean, holy wow. I hope I have nail polish remover because this is gonna be incredibly interesting. I'm supposed to go have dinner with my wife and the kids tonight. So this is gonna be a fun <laughs> I conversation. I kind of hope you don't have nail polish remover. I mean, remover. that would even be even funnier, right? To not have the nail polish remover. So you put these on. They obviously, I mean, it literally took less than three or four minutes to put on. They look pretty amazing. I mean, I, I'm i assuming you're wearing them right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Couldn't tell the difference from from whether they're real or not. I mean, it is it is pretty impressive. So Ashley, as we wrap, wrap up this episode, a couple of things I want to share with the Catapults and Commissions family. You and I are partnering together later this fall. 
We're going to partner together and, and do some do some collaboration. We'll hear more about that. Be sure to tune into the second episode and you hear a little bit more in details of, of how Ashley and I are partnering together. But there's definitely some value and synergies in working together. You catapult to commissions family, you know my belief that if you find like-minded people, you stay close to like-minded people because you will grow together. Now, there's somebody listening or watching this show that wants to know how to get a hold of you. Ashley, how do they find you? Oh, um, I have a website, ashleysnailaddiction.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. You can also go on Instagram just to Ashley's Nail Addiction, which is my business. Ashley's Nail Addiction.com mm-hmm. on Facebook, on Instagram. Catapult to Commissions family, you will see that in the show notes. If you're watching the video right now, click down, look below. If you're listening to the audio version, it is in the show notes. So Ashley, we have just wrapped up part one. Do you still have that imposter syndrome or is it out the window? No, I feel way comfortable You feel now. way comfortable I feel, I mean, now. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to have you. Your Catapulted Commissions family, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, comment, and I will see you next week. Catapulting Commissions family, that does it for today's episode. If you found some value, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe. That way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commissions Podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commissions, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Again, text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.